you're back listening to us again. On Turns Out She's Psychic. The podcast. That's Tracy over there. I'm Laura. And we've been doing a little series on the clairs, the psychic abilities. And what are you going to enlighten us on today, Tracy? We're going to do clairaudience today. So that's clear hearing. Correct. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, so clairaudience is uh, the ability where you hear extrasensory. So it's not just hearing what everybody else hears. So it's not coming from your human ears, like what if, if I can hear it, you can hear it kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's hearing things that aren't actually there. It's kind of like that if the tree falls in the forest and you're not there to hear it, does it actually make a sound? It's just like hearing things that come from different um, realms or different dimensions. Uh, so in this case, it's coming from the spiritual realms, um, well, you would hope. Um, and <laughs> they can come in different ways. So... You know when there's that cliche saying of uh, hearing voices in my head? Yeah. Uh, I hear voices in my head all the time. It's when it's uh, voices that I don't identify that it would be a problem. So um, it would only be a problem if it was my voice in my head. Yeah. Um, or if uh, there were voices there that um, I couldn't attribute to to spirit. And, and so psychologically... Uh, a psychologist, I guess, or a psychiatrist would be able to differentiate between um, a few factors there. So you've got um, who is speaking to you? Is it your voice that speaks? There's lots of questions that they ask. I'm not really yeah. going to go through it because that's going to... Is this like schizophrenia sort of diagnosis? Yeah, multiple personality, all that kind of stuff. So it is very important that with clairaudience that, um, that it's not just something that you automatically uh, just go, oh, wow, I'm clairaudient. Um, if you've got other factors that are, you know, pertaining to your situation. Yeah, uh, what you're hearing. Yep. Correct. It's definitely worth having um, a psych assessment. And yep. obviously I have to talk about that because it, it can be something that um, if you are leaning towards having more of that mental health or that brain health type thing going on and you do partake in spiritual activity, you're yep. open for psychic attack. Wow. So it's quite crucial that if you're not 100% sure yeah. that you're better off just going and checking, if you know that it runs in your family, yeah. if you know that you've got previous mental health issues, that yeah. straight away just don't automatically go, oh, no, this is fine, I'm fine, I'm just clairaudient because you're asking for trouble. Thanks for bringing team. that up. That's, that's good to get out of the way first and foremost. So yeah. all of that aside, mm -hmm. We've moved that over. We'll yes. Get into the Claire psychic audience stuff. psychic yeah. style. <laughs> so Claire audience uh, um, is one of those ones where a lot of people have it. That there's like camp A that have it and camp B that don't. Oh, okay. It's actually one of my weakest abilities. It's there, uh, but it's my weakest. Really? Um, I would never have thought that because you well, hear stuff all the time. Well, I hear it, you know how like I see stuff in my mind's eye? Yep. I hear it in my mind's ear. Oh, rather than actual hearing, hearing it. Yeah. So clairaudience is both. Yep. It's that hearing internally and hearing externally. My internal hearing is top notch. My external hearing is terrible. Right. Um, and I think it has something to do with a similar kind of boundary that I might have around my clairvoyance. So my internal vision is spot on, but I do not want to see shit. 
with my external eyes. Like I do not want to be seeing stuff. And which is why you hardly ever see an actual apparition like a ghost. Correct. Yep. Because I don't want to. Yep. It just freaks me out. Hard no. Hard pass. <laughs> um, and so with the clairaudience, um, it kind of brings that same level of anxiety, I guess, for me. That's kind of just like, oh, if I can hear it externally, uh, then um, it's going to lower my vibe. And I'm not going to be able to connect as well as what I could if I hear it internally. So for me, it's like a means to an end. If I'm going to hear something, I want to know why I'm hearing it. And if I hear it externally, my vibe goes whoop, mm-hmm. and I have a pushing shit up a hill effort trying to understand what the spirit wants to communicate. One of the only times that I actually have a very strong, clear audience externally is when I'm sleeping and I get woken up to someone calling me. And that's mm-hmm. external. I hear it externally. It's like Matt's calling me or one of the kids is calling me, but it's not. It's a spirit. So that is usually when it's the strongest. Okay. The other time that I have strong clear audience is when I hear um, bells outside. Like an ice cream truck. Well, no, like a cat bell. Oh, okay. Like yeah. a collar. Yeah. It sounds more like a jingle bell. Right. What does um, that, is that a significant thing? Does it always mean the same thing or does it just get your attention to something? For me, it's warning. Okay. For me, it's a security warning. A personal warning for yep. you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, right. Personal warning. Um, so they're the two kind of dominant Claire audience externally for me, um, but they happen quite rarely because I've got really firm boundaries around the don't wake me up. Yeah. Um, if it happens, it happens. And I don't, I don't get scared. I don't freak out and I don't get pissed off because I know that if they're breaching that boundary, yeah. there's got to be a reason. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't happen very often. It used to happen a ton when I was younger. Wow. Um, and it's just not cool. No. It's just not cool. Broken sleep's shit at the best of times, yeah. let alone when someone's dead trying to have a chat in the middle of the night. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. And so when, um, <clears throat> so when Luca started to sort of have his abilities kick in, um, when he was about five, um, he's got like, he's the sixth sense kid. Like I see dead people kind of kid. Like he sees them, speaks to them, feels them, smells them, like hears them, everything. Can you shut that down for him? I did. Oh, you did? Oh, good. But in doing that, I shut the house down. Right. And I opened up what used to be known as the spirit room in my house where I used to work, where I don't work anymore. It's still known as the spirit room, but that room. Yeah. I opened that up for the only room that spirit was allowed to be in. Uh, So it kind of shut it down for everyone, including myself. Wow. Which I'm fine with because it's not like I don't have enough time to talk to them. (laughs) They've got plenty of access to me. They don't have to be waking me up at night or be hanging out in my house. Yeah. I would imagine if if they are interrupting you, it's important like you say. Correct. What kind of – are you able to share what kind of important things have have come out of those situations? Uh, So the most recent one was a client's grandfather who was deceased who had been gone for quite a while. Um, and he woke me up calling my name and I thought it was Matt and I just went, yeah, (laughs) and stayed like on my side, (laughs) um, facing sort of away from him and away from the door kind of thing direction. And I went, yeah. And he didn't answer. And then I kind of must've gone back to sleep for a split second. And I went, Trace. And I went, what? And no answer again. And so I kind of rolled over and I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on? And then I saw the shadow in the door and I'm like, oh, here we go. 
And so this shadow was super, 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 super tall. And it had like a, um, a, an outline of uh, one of those black hats that's got those wide rims. You like back it, like it's almost like a, um, what are those um, people called that um, go out and live in the middle of nowhere and have no TV and no technology. Amish. 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 It was like an Amish style hat looking thing. Mm. Um, and um, immediately I um, said thank you. And I basically, when it comes to what I knew I needed to do was to connect to someone that was potentially crossing over. And so because that's just the, it's a, it's a psychic intuitive awareness that I get from the spirit that happens telepathically. Yeah. And so I go back to sleep to do that. It's almost like I get knocked unconscious a little bit. Wow. Really? Yeah. And I'm just giving my energy over and Tracy steps away like I do when I work, but I'm asleep working. So he's saying, this is what I want. And you're sort of agreeing to it. And then you go back to sleep and that, And and that process happens. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so I woke up the next morning and you know how sometimes when your phone dies and then you put it on charge and just as it comes back to charge, if you've got like a text message sitting there or whatever, and that contact is in your phone, but the phone doesn't register for a second and it's just the number before yeah. it will register who it was. Yeah. So uh, my phone came back on charge just as I was about to jump in the shower. And so I saw a number come up and I'm thinking, um, it said something like, um, Oh, hi, Tracy. Uh, Nana got rushed to hospital last night. Um, really need to speak to you. Um, need your help or something. And it came through at like four o'clock in the morning, but because my battery had died, like I wasn't getting it until about six. And so I didn't know who it was. I quickly had my shower and jumped out and it was one of my clients who, and I had met the nan before and she'd been sitting in on a few of our sessions. Oh, I think you've talked about this. To you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I immediately knew who the figure was at the door and who I must have been trying to help pass over. But apparently she died and she came back. And so she ended up going on and living for another couple of weeks. Gosh, Um, a while. Yeah, but I became closely kind of entwined with that process for that family and especially for my client. Um, But when I went to the client's house not long after her nan finally passed, um, there was a picture, they've got this table that's got lots of photos on it uh, and there was a picture of her grandfather who was her nan's husband um, and I was like, that's him. That's who that was on that night, I'm convinced. And, yeah. and it just, it made me feel so good um, that uh, he came to me yeah, um, and that she, her energy called me as well um, and that I was who they reached out to. I just I feel so humbled that yeah. I get an honoured to it be a part of that honor. process. Yeah. It is, wow. and since then I've been able to do that for lots of people. Oh, um, wow. even, even like not even in passing over, but like in in finding out some um, very uh, traumatic or life changing uh, news or um, changes in people's lives, and I've been privy to to be a part of that inner circle to help them spiritually yeah. move through that in a way that um, that supports them. You're holding that space yeah. so they feel that another layer of comfort, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's safety. It's more graceful. It's amazing. Yeah. It's such a, a gift. It's such a be- oh, It's just such a beautiful um, privilege. Yeah. It's just it's amazing. But anyway. So um, that's one of the things that happens yep. and the kinds of things that comes out of that. Um, 
usually the warning type bells that I hear, um, it's usually, uh, well, you know how early we were talking about the evil eye? Yes. It's almost like that. So it's not a, a safety or a security warning or threat to my home, for example. Yeah. It's more of a security safety warning for me as a person and my character or my integrity or someone is basically, you know, got something that's Just being like sent my way. A red flag. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, if you were to put like a, a string, like a fishing line with a bell on it and if it was a tripwire mm-hmm. and so that you could, you would know if someone was coming because when they it would was trip me. the wire. Yeah. And so it's like that bell is like my tripwire. So when that bell rattles, someone's near me that, that, that is dangerous for me. And it's up to me to then discern who and what that is. Yeah. Because it, sometimes it could be myself. You're about another, to do something to yeah, yourself. Which is another mind bending yeah. fuckery. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's there. So they're the kind of things that my external Claire audience allows yeah. me to do. My internal Claire audience is just like having a conversation with you now, but with spirit, but it happens at lightning speed. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's telepathic and it's, or it's, um, I hear them. And so I hear certain elements that um, characterize them or, give them some sort of personality or identity. So I might hear the the sound of their voice is husky or it's it's a whisper or um, it's got an accent um, or it sounds like an old person or a little person or a female or male or they might be singing. There's so many different elements to dissecting the message behind their audience. It's like the when we were doing clairvoyance with what we see, there's so much hidden meaning in our vision, not just what we're seeing. There is so many clues and energetic um, subliminal messages that happen in that vision. It's the same, exactly the same with the clairaudience. Wow. So sometimes they sound like they're really, really, really far away. And so sometimes that can mean that the, that the connection's uh, not as strong. That makes sense. Which... Then it goes further into it that the connection is not as strong either because they've only recently passed or they've passed a long time ago and their soul has actually reincarnated maybe more than once since then. Wow. Yeah, and it's sort of it, – it doesn't happen very often in that case, but it's known to happen for me. It's not impossible. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's happened. Yeah. Um, so that brings me, I guess, to understanding um, how to develop it because – Developing it, when I do the psychic development mentoring, what I will teach people first is to go and sit at a space that you're going to be uninterrupted, essentially, like out in the front veranda at a time that you're going to be okay to spend at least 10 minutes. And we want you to close your eyes. And it's just a practice of we're not going internal just yet, but what we're doing is focusing completely on the external auditory uh, sensory ability where we, we listen for things that are really close to us, like birds, uh, cars going past, uh, people talking, music, those kinds of things. And then we listen to things that are a, a, another layer out. So it might be different birds that are further away. It might be dogs barking. It might be trucks going along a road that you know is you know a few streets away. Then we go even further out where it might be a, a plane off in the distance or Um, I don't know, the ocean or something that is further. So you kind of want to learn to layer your audio uh, sensory ability. Your range. Yeah, and and get to understand sort of what's close, what's near and what's far. 
and then recognizing how you then determine what that means for you. And it's going to be different for everyone. So if it's really close for me, it means that it's going to happen soon. If it's near, then we've got a few months. If it's far, I don't know when it's going to happen. Time frame more than urgency. Well, I suppose that it's is both. urgent. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but then the volume okay. can yep. sometimes change all of that as well. So there's all different sort of layers with that Claire audience that you need to layer upon layer, but you've got to isolate each one of those before you can layer it. Yeah, it's interesting because I think with volume, I would think, well, obviously the the, the ones closer, closer up would louder. be the loudest. Not true because it might be a whisper. Wow. Yeah. And the loudest might be someone screaming far, far away but and it's echoing. Away. Yeah, it's yeah. like a cooey. Yeah, so wow. you've got to really hone in on being presently aware of what you're hearing. Mm. And so it's a really great practice because it doesn't require you to stress about whether or not you're using a psychic ability. The, the things that you want to look at for being able to help your auditory, um, your clear audience is to bring it in and make control of it, to give it a bit of a framework to make it make sense. So the best way to do that is to uh, simply just try and not to worry too much about what the spirit's saying in terms of what they need you to do, but just think about where you were when you heard it. What were you doing when you heard it? Um, what did it sound like? Where was it? Which side did it come from? So just start to analyze the sound yeah. first. Uh, and then once you can start analyzing it, then you'll actually be able to help the spirits that are talking to you. So focus more on that before you worry about the helping them. And what side? Does the side make a difference? Yeah. So a lot of psychics mediums will talk about um, that the right side is the masculine and the left side is the feminine. So if, the, if you're hearing it on your left side or if it's in your left ear, feminine. Uh, well, so it comes from the mother's side. Oh, and if it's on okay, the right side, sure. it's from the dad's side, the okay. masculine side. Yep. Um, for me, it doesn't work like that. Um, of course not. Well, it did when I oh. when when I used to uh, do when I used to sit in circle and I was sort of trained that way to bring them in that way. Right. It did, right. but then as I just went out on my own and did my own thing, I just developed my own way of doing it. And so all spirit comes on my right side, and because I've got the abilities of them being able to tell me who they are, and yeah. I know who they are just because I know it because of clear cognizance and sentience. Um, I know whether they're the dad's mum or the mum's dad or whoever they yes. are. Like I just, I just know who that they are. That relationship is already clear for you. Yeah. And so the hierarchy then in terms of uh, generations, they sit above each other almost like on tiered steps, like when you used to get your photos taken at school. Oh, right. So they just sit like that. So I know that the grandparents are here as well. If they sit one higher than the generation above my client. Wow. Example. Okay. Um. So the other only other way really that um, we could talk about today, I guess, is the dream space for Claire audience as well. So yep. it's really just doing exactly the same thing as what we've spoken about with the others, where when you're dreaming, if you can dissect in the dream just the audio and really just don't worry too much about the visions, don't worry too much about the feelings and the knowings, just select the audio. What did you hear? Did you hear birds? Did you hear cars? Did you hear trucks? Did you hear crying? Did you hear sadness in their voice did you hear excitement in their voice like you just want to really master that art of understanding that language yeah and I suppose and you've got the recall challenge yeah. then in a dream as well to be able to 
make sense of it when you wake up. Yeah, but the better you get at recall, the better it gets at, re- at recalling. Like yeah. It's just another muscle and the, the clearer you get in your dreams. I actually had um, – I get it quite a lot actually. It was funny. Uh, this morning I woke up to someone we both know um, messaged me privately on Instagram and said that um, – Hi, I had to tell you that I dreamt of you so much last night that in the dream I actually turned to you and said, why do you think I'm dreaming about you so much? <laughs> <laughs> what did you answer back? I wrote <laughs> did back, they tell you this? sorry, I do get told quite a bit because I get told quite a bit that I'm wow. in people's dreams and I'm like, I'm a busy girl. She just wrote back, you just really need to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> But there was another message on my Facebook page a little while ago um, from from someone else and she just said, I had a dream last night that you were my next-door neighbour. It's just so random. There's Are you random actually people... the next-door No. Oh, okay, because that would be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> oh, no, that may be a little bit creepy for you. Yeah. Um, I had a, a quick question on the bells that you hear, mm. the warning bells. Um or, and maybe this is a question for the audience. How common is it, do you know, Tracy, that for people to hear bells and not realise it and now they might be listening to you talk about it and then go, oh, yeah, do you know, I swear I've heard bells forever and never really made that correlation. Mm, is it common? Not that I know of. Right. Uh, what is actually really common is a ringing in the ears. Oh, so a lot of the time people will come to me and say, oh, I get these just ringing in my ears and it's really high-pitched. Uh, that's very common for when clairaudience is present. Oh, okay. So that can mean something about Absolutely. clairaudience. Yeah. Ringing in the ears. Mm-hmm. Wow. There you yep. go. It's not it's just not your, tinnitus. Yeah, not tinnitus, not your brain-making sounds <laughs> <laughs> that you can hear. One would hope not. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so that's clear audience in a nutshell. In a nutshell, yes. As you know it. I have another ghost story, Tracy. My favourite. Yes, and it's from one of our favourites, oh. our wonderful Nicole from the States. She writes again because she was escaping all the things going on over there. Mm-hmm. So she decided to write to us, her friends from TOSP. Happy to accommodate, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you. Giving us some ghost story fodder. Yes. So here goes. Last year I had a summer job at a newspaper and I got to know my editor and her wife. They went away for a few days and had me drop by once a day to water their plants and feed their cat while they were gone. On the first day I was there, I was surprised to find some weird dark energy thing there. Not scary, just a collection of negative energy like I'll sometimes run across. So I checked in with my guides to see if I should do anything about it and I got the green light so I did my thing to break up and clear out the energy pulled some good vibes into the house to seal it up and then went outside to water the plants. Figured I was done with the paranormal shit at my boss's house. And for those listeners who might not have heard Nicole's stories before, Nicole is very um, gifted and this is these things aren't unusual for her. This is just not like someone like me going in and sensing all this stuff. Just thought I'd add that in. All right, back to the story. Next day, I came back after my night shift at the paper, did a quick vibe check on the house to make sure the weird, buzzy, dark energy was gone, and it was, so I felt good. 
but I felt something else. And while I was saying hello to the cat, a lady showed up. She felt nice and perfectly light and fine. And also the cat looked at her, but didn't avoid her like it avoided the other thing. And she basically said, thank you for clearing that up because that bad energy made it uncomfortable or difficult for her to come visit. She showed she was a relative of my boss's wife and she was Scandinavian, which was confusing because for some reason I had it in my head that my editor's wife's family was Polish. This finally made sense recently, though. I met up with my former editor and she mentioned that her wife's parents lived in Norway all their lives and that her wife never got to come out of the closet to them before they died. Not that the woman was her mum. I don't think she was, but interesting. Anyway, the lady liked popping in to check on her. I suddenly felt crazy talking casually with a relative of my boss's wife in their house. So I gave some rude answer like, leave me the fuck alone, which the woman found funny. She gave some odd saying. The picture was like, don't throw pie in the face of a person who said they liked your pie. (laughs) (laughs) About being rude when someone compliments your work. Probably makes sense in her language, but I just had the picture. (laughs) (laughs) I flipped her off and walked out the door to the yard to water all the plants, leaving the keys inside. There were two locks on the door, a deadbolt and a little thumb lock on the doorknob. And I only ever use a deadbolt. That's what the key was for. So I shut the door, turned around and stopped in my tracks because I heard the little knob lock click behind me. The thumb lock. Yeah. So I banged on the door as if that would help. Mind you, I came over after working a night shift, so it was 1am now. So I couldn't call my boss to ask if she had a spare key somewhere. Couldn't ask the neighbours, nothing. I watered all the plants anyway, trying to figure out what to do. And then I remembered I had my wallet still. So I picked the lock with one of the cards in there. As you do. Which I, which I didn't know that I knew how to do until I did it. <laughs> it. Literally, one of my guides had to walk me through it. She gets awesome help. I got back in the house and the woman was laughing her ass off. And I was mad and she thanked me again and I said, fine, you are fucking welcome. And she gestured, gestured like, that's all you had to say and went away. Oh, God, it's so funny. Oh, I don't know that she necessarily locked it. That seems unlikely. But I don't know how else it locked after I turned around. Maybe it was jammed, but I can't force a jammed lock with a credit card. I tried recently while trying to fix my friend's jammed lock. (laughs) Those things don't budge. Come to think of it. (laughs) And I wouldn't have locked it out of habit because I only ever use the deadbolts at my own house and at theirs since knob locks are just essentially useless. (laughs) Plus it clicked after I had turned around. So I feel silly believing it was her, but I don't have another explanation currently. (laughs) So when my boss was back and asked how things went, I had to tell her that I'd locked myself out and picked her lock in case her neighbours had seen some kid bang on the door and then break in in the middle of the night. I said I thought her lock was probably sticking or something and she was like, wait, didn't you say it clicked after you closed the door and started walking away? That's weird. And she laughed and said, do not tell my wife because she actually believes in ghosts and lately she's been thinking there was something scary in the house. And I was like, lol, I don't believe in ghosts either, but I won't tell her. 
I said I didn't believe in ghosts because I already had a slight reputation as a spooky intern because some of the stuff I accidentally knew about a couple times and I didn't feel like reinforcing that reputation. <laughs> I hear you, Nicole. I She's hear you. She's the best, isn't she? I, I watched their cat again a couple of weeks ago and it all went smoothly. I kept the keys on me though. I didn't run into that lady at all but I felt her energy signature a little bit like she'd probably been around. I maybe could have reached out if I wanted to, but I didn't. <laughs> Moral of the story is use your deadbolt because anybody can pick a thumb lock. <laughs> oh, Nicole, that was so awesome. <laughs> I love that. And see, that's what it's like to, like, if you can remember Nicole's early stories where she's at school and she met the teacher's son that had committed suicide and this is this beautifully uh, demonstrates the relationship that as a medium you can have with spirit if you're not afraid. Uh, it can be a beautiful relationship because there is really nothing to be afraid of. They're just humans that are just in a different space, you know, like they're, they're, their spirit is there and they communicate with us with humor and they communicate yep. with us with all kinds of things and it's there if you want it to be. It's so cool. It doesn't have to be scary. Yeah. Thanks, I Nicole. Love that. Thanks, Nicole. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of another wonderful episode of Turns Out She's Psychic. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We only have a few more episodes left of our first season. Of our first season. Then we can have some holidays. Yay. So. What I was thinking was people better jump on the website and subscribe to our mailing list so oh. that they can find out when we're going to be back Yep, in 2021 because that's who's going to find out first. Our mailing list our people. Our mailing list people. And who? how can you get on that? Just go to turnsoutshe'spsychic.com. Right. And enter your details in the subscription light box that pops up, pop-up box. Yep. Um, and we won't spam you. At no. all, because who's got the time to to do that? Not yeah. me no. or you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had time to spam. <laughs> uh, well, we will send you the new dates for 2021 and maybe even over the Christmas holidays send some sneaky little, I don't know, bonus stuff maybe. 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 We'll figure it out and we'll let you know. Yes. Cool. Thanks, Thanks. guys.